Amen. Well, we're going to be uh, beginning um, a new series uh, over these next few weeks, um, and I've entitled it, Trying to Explain the Purposes of the Church. And I don't know about you, but I've heard Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, because I've been in the church quite some time. And for those of us who have been in the church some time, if you think back as to where you have travelled with the church, if you haven't always been at Milford Baptist Church. We carry with us memories. We carry with us those things that God has done in the past. But as we look back just briefly this morning at Acts chapter 2 and verses 42 to 47, and we look at just one word today, and the word I want to look at today is fellowship. The word is fellowship. But I'm going to do something a bit sneaky this morning because I'm not going to give you an exposition on the word of fellowship from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. I'm going to be a bit sneaky. I'm going to take us to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9. So you could say, but Ian, I haven't heard that word, but I'll read it to you in a moment. But as we're enjoying this beautiful weather, I would like you just to think about picturing where Luke has placed Acts chapter 2 and verses 42 to 47. I don't know about you, but I love going for a walk in the woods and sometimes just coming to an open clearing and being able to just see where I've been and what I've done. And Acts chapter 2, verses 42, 47 does that for us. Luke pauses and just gives us a small little picture of the church. And over these next few weeks, we're going to be looking at Things like discipleship, worship, evangelism, and ministry. And I read uh, something about Tom Wright, and he comments about Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And he says that we are to be a, a heavenly people, but yet an earthly people too. And I love that idea that we are to be on earth, but we also have a connection with heaven. So we are to be a heavenly people, but an earthly people too. And this word koinonia, some of have heard this word, this definition of fellowship that reads Christian fellowship or communion with God or more commonly with fellow Christians. But I want us to, for a moment to just to have a look at the word fellowship when we read 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, God who has called you into fellowship into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. And I love this idea that the church can be exclusive, but as well as being inclusive. The message is exclusive, because we are calling men and women and boys and girls to follow Jesus Christ, who is our Lord. But we are inclusive because the message is for everybody. And I think that is something for us to think about. And when we think about the church, I want us to think about us as individuals. So the church is something that is on God's heart and on God's mind for you and for me and for for us today. God has called you into fellowship. So we have come out of the world into this organisation called the church. Oh, Did I say organisation? No. 
We're a faithful people. We are connected to Jesus Christ. Each and every one of us has fellowship with Jesus Christ our Lord. And as we have done in unison today, we've read out the Apostles' Creed. We have confessed things together before God as a church. And there are things that excite me. When we do things corporately and we do things in an excited and a faithful, trusting God way, then I believe God is going to bless us and is blessing us as we move forward with him. Some people are interested in church growth, but I'm interested in church health. Um, And one of the things that I love doing is planting seeds. And I'll mention this probably next week when it comes to discipleship. But there's something about a, a planting of a seed. And that is when you plant a seed, it doesn't talk to the other seed next to it as to how it's getting on. It has to take responsibility for its own growth. I'm going to pause there because I'll probably talk about next week's sermons. I want to rush ahead. But I want to bring us back into fellowship for the moment. Each one of us is to be connected to Christ. Because Paul says to the Corinthian church, God has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is faithful. And that word we have just sung this morning. So God has called us into the church to be a part of his family. And there was something that I discovered just the other day in talking to a minister. And I said, in Guildford, how many churches are there? And he said to me, there are now 83 churches in Guildford. And I asked him, well, how are you getting on? But I'm not going to tell you the answer. (laughs) Right? But I said, well, back in the day... There are only three churches in Guildford back in the day, many years ago. All right, I'm talking about Millmead and St. Saviour's, and there was another church as well, but we won't mention them. But it was a beautiful, there was a sense of unity then. There was a sense of unity. And I've been teaching for a number of years, as some of you know, come out of teaching. And I was teaching the students, probably wrongly now, I don't know. But I was saying that the Christians are united in Christ. And I said, one of the things that the church has got to face in the future, one question I've left with my students, little ditty little people at school doing their GCSE, I said, one of the faces, the thing you'll have to, when you go to a church, you'll find, are they dialoguing with each other? Are they listening to each other? Are they working together? And if there's one thing that I'm passionate about ministering here at Milford Baptist Church, working with Clive and with Father David. I want to try and create a hub, if I can use that modern-day language, and say that there are going to be things that we'll possibly have to work together on, and there will be a sense of unity, there will be that sense of prayer and that sense of purpose, but also trying to guard our fellowship together. And our fellowship between myself and Clive and Father David has to be in Christ as ministers, in Christ. That's what joins us together, and that's what makes Milford Baptist Church unique and special, because each and every one of us are in Christ. But also, this koinia word has another dynamic, and I think this is the, the brilliant part of fellowship, the koinia word, and that is that we are givers and receivers. We are givers and we are receivers. 
I want to ask you a question, because I've asked myself the question, how often have I gone out of church saying, do you know what? The fellowship that I had in this church was unbelievable, or God has spoken to me in such a real way. But have I actually passed that on to somebody else? Have I been a giver? Am I sharing my faith with others in the church? Am I encouraging you? Am I building you up? And I hope the answer to that question is yes. And we need to encourage one another. No matter how we've got through this week or these last few weeks or months, we need to be a fellowship that comes alongside each other and encourages us and each other, even when it hurts. Even when it hurts. Even when things are going really, really well. We need to be encouragers of one another. And so we need to be a giver and a receiver. So am I receiving something from someone else? That's a question for you and I. In the fellowship, koinonia isn't just being united to Christ, but it's being united in Christ to one another, being a giver and a receiver. It does say on the sheet, a short thought, Ian. So... Yesterday, I was with um, an 85-year-old man, and uh, his name is Tom. Um, And he is a painter and decorator, or used to be a painter and decorator. Um, And uh, he taught at the Guildford College of Technology. And I heard the other day that he wasn't very well. So I said to Diane, we need to go and see him. And I went to go and see him, and I wanted to say thank you to Tom because he has been a part of my faith story. Now, there was a, I know some of you know bits of my story, but there was an opportunity that I had uh, to go to Cambridge. Now, some of you may remember these things called filing cabinets. I don't know if you remember those. They three drawer, two drawers, or whatever they are. So, back in the day, in the Guildford College of Technology, they used to keep their records of me in a filing cabinet. And I remember phoning up Tom, And I said, look, Tom, many years ago, I did a course at the Guildford College of Technology. And I asked Tom, I said, look, the Cambridge University are asking me for this piece of information for evidence. So Tom said, no problem. Um, He said, I'll go and look for you. So he went and looked for me. And what he did, he found the piece of evidence that I needed. And I presented it and sent it off to Um, off to Cambridge. The reason why I'm sharing this with you, because I wanted to see him yesterday, to thank him for doing that. Because if he hadn't done that one simple thing in finding that information for me, I would not have gone to Cambridge. And I don't say it in any way whatsoever to boast, because I have no GCSEs. And at that time, they took in mature students. And I just wanted to honour Tom and to say thank you for doing that one thing for me. And that was very special. It wasn't the fact that I wanted to go to Cambridge, it was just I wanted to do a PGC and going into teaching. But he was a man who said to me yesterday, well, I would have done that for any of the students. And I said, yes, Tom, I know. But sometimes these little things that we do, we don't know what effect that has on the kingdom of God. And there he was, he was a painter and decorator, a quiet man who just did diligent work faithfully over the years. 
and I wanted to honour him and to thank him. And with tears in his eyes, uh, he's now incapacitated, he can't get up. With tears in his eyes, he just said, God is good. God is good. And that, for me, was fellowship. That was us just sharing one with another. And I want to just leave you with this last quote, Ian. I'm saying, talking to myself because this is a short thought. I'll pick up this next week. I want to leave you with this final thought to reflect on. This statement, it says, you have no idea what God may produce through a single seed planted in faith. I want to encourage you this, this week to think about the seeds that you are sowing individually, wherever you are, whether it's at work, whether it's at home, that we are a fellowship. Even though we're apart during the week, we are doing what God wants us to do. And it's my prayer that as a fellowship, we might learn and know what it is to do things corporately, but also working out his purposes and plans for NBC. So we're now going to have a time of prayer. I would invite anybody who feels able to, to pray. Um, I'd like us to give thanks that uh, June, I can't see June. It's lovely to see you today, June. Okay, it's lovely to see you. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's also lovely to see John as well. Okay. Oh, of course, it's Pat John as well, because come on. Um, but it's lovely to see you. Um, so, and also uh, to Chris and uh, to Robin, it's good to see you. Um, if there are any things that you feel you would like to pray for, please do so. There might be something international, globally, worldwide you want to pray for, or just something quietly in your own heart. Um, I just would ask you to continue to pray for, um, for Ken and for Phil. Um, I was speaking uh, with Helen uh, on Thursday, um, and the, the uh, Macmillan nurses uh, are coming in from time to time, um, and Yanina um, is getting some extra care. So you just need to pray, I think, very specifically uh, for Ken and for Phil, like we all do, uh, for Ken and for Phil at, at this stage of their lives. We just need to honour them and to thank God for them, but to pray, as I was praying with uh, Helen the other day, for peace and for love and for faith to continue to be with Ken and Phil and with uh, Peter and with Helen and the wider family. But let's just also pray for others in the fellowship. If it's just one word or two names, that's fine. Let's just have an open time of prayer of, of praise and also of prayer of interceding to our Father. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You mentioned Yanina. She's their care of 24-7, and I think uh, she needs to be prayed for a lot of patience mm. and a lot of strength. I know she's, yeah. I see her weekly, and yeah. she finds it quite um, testing, really. But yeah. she's so loving and so... I know, loving. yeah. Yeah, because he's, uh, let's just off. I'll just pray for Ken for Phil if others want to pray as well. But we'll just have a, a prayer for uh, for others in the fellowship as well. And I'll just keep quiet. Father God, we just thank you for uh, the lives that we that we live out for you. Lord, we thank you for Ken and for Phil. We just ask, Lord, even at this moment in time on a Sunday when they would love to be at church, Lord, we just ask for Ken for uh, particularly for uh, peace of mind and also for strength. Lord, we thank you for Phil. We thank you for uh, the way that she has served the church over the years. We ask, Lord, to continue to watch over them. And we pray, Lord, for Yanina, who is doing such an incredible work with uh, Ken and Phil. 
We pray, Lord, that uh, she would uh, some, in some way be restored as she gets uh, anxious at times with Ken and with Phil. We place them, Lord, into your loving hands today. And we pray, Lord, for your blessing on her. Amen.